Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters of SelfishGiving.com, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. Of course, I'm on the line with Miss Cause Marketing Forum herself, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, 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 hey. How are you, Joe? How do you think David's going to feel when I say that? I don't think you he's going to like miss? it. I think so too, because I think he sees himself as a miss. He does not. That's horrible. <laughs> he's not going to like that. That's for sure. I'll, I'll make sure he tunes in. Within that's the first right, 30 that's... seconds, Joe that's right. <laughs> made a funny on your <laughs> at your expense. Well, you, know, you know, here's the thing though, Megan. All I've been thinking about all day is Cause Marketing Forum because you guys have such a shattering, earth shattering announcement today. Earth shattering announcement. Yes. Earth shattering. And if people haven't realized yet, it's just me and Megan on the line today for the show. We're going to be talking about some best. Yeah. I mean, this is the way it should be all the time. We'll probably get all these nasty gets, emails. Like, right. Get right. The guest back. We're going to get a lot of reviews after this episode. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> Please don't let Joe hey, talk that much. It's too much. That's right. it, it can't be as bad as the episode you did by yourself. I did, I did have to do I'm one not, by myself. It was I know, very and sad I and lonely. Been, so, yeah, and I would never do that again. But uh, can, Megan I, can I say the announcement now since you've completely derailed yes, the conversation? Go ahead. So we at the Cause Marketing Forum have announced our Golden Halo Award winners for this year. The business, drumroll please, oh. is CVS Health. And the nonprofit is the United Nations Foundation. So congratulations to both of those organizations. They've done amazing, amazing work. And we are going to have um, Eileen Howard Boone from CBS Health speaking at the conference in May, as well as Aaron Sherinian, who you know, Joe, also speaking at the conference in May. And they just have really amazing stories to tell. And just so everybody knows, because this is a little bit confusing. So the Golden Halo Cause Marketing winners every year are hand-selected because of their sort of overarching contribution. Now, the rest of the Halo Awards, the category awards, are you can apply to be considered for. And that application period is actually still open, and that will remain open until January 21st. So if you have a fantastic campaign you want to submit that happened in 2014, you can do that. End of commercial. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. I know. It's very exciting. I mean, CVS made great news uh, this year with all the health-related things that they've been doing, especially not selling any tobacco-related products in its doors anymore, which I think is is wonderful and I think is really necessary. And, you know, as a CVS customer, I think I'm going to really appreciate it. I don't know what they're going to fill all that back space they had once available there. I don't know. For cigarettes and stuff. Maybe pinups. that's right. That's right. They could do cause I don't even know if they do pinups. I should say oh, Well, they have. Um, I've actually seen a number of CVS uh, campaigns that have point of sale. Uh, most notably, they do a lot of things on the um, on the credit card machine. Yep. Yep. You know where it's they ask you now. It's a way to go. CVS is based right here in New England, um, in Rhode Island. Um, do you have CVS in your neck of the woods? Um, we do. We do, but I remember CVS more when I lived in Boston because it was much more of a. I don't know. There was one right down the street for me, and I felt like CVS was everywhere. But yeah, but yeah, 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 it really is. That's how it feels around here. And I always assume that every place is like Boston. I know. I don't know why you assume that because oh, because you've never been anywhere else. That's why. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) That's why I need to go out where you are, wherever that is, and I need to be like, wow, look at this. This is an incredible place. Look at the mountain. Yeah, then I can tell people. 
Well, it's like my brother. He, you know, he's been to Germany once. No, Vienna. And all he talks about is you haven't lived until you've had the Wiener Schnitzel in Vienna. And, I've actually you know, had that's Wiener what he lives and dies in Vienna. By that's hilarious. Every day, right? You, you well, know, you haven't lived till you've had the clam chowder in Boston. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I think that's awesome news. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, to two partners. Congratulations to Cosmic and Forum and David and Megan, who do a fantastic job. And the whole team there that does a wonderful job managing that organization. And Megan, could you tell us, too, when the uh, conference is this year, what the date is on that? Absolutely. So it's May 27, 28 in Chicago at the JW Marriott, which is a phenomenal hotel if you've not been there. So um, we're pretty excited. The program's all up online and you can read all about it. So please. Yeah, it's it's a really good program, folks. I mean, it's one of the only conferences that Joe goes to like attends. That's right. I mean, that's the thing. It's one of the few things I actually leave Boston for. I know. And go to Chicago. Uh, but the cost marketing forum is fantastic. If you are interested in a nonprofit, for-profit partnerships and win-win partnerships in the, um, you know, in the cost marketing community, this is the event for you. You can't do any better. That's right. Cost marketing Thank forum you. conference. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. this is good. Awesome. So well, that's big news. Yeah. Well, let's talk about speaking of cost marketing. Let's talk about your wicked awesome post that you just put up. Yep. 10 best cause marketing promotions of 2014. Yep. yep, that's right. Let's talk. And, you let's know, talk about some of these because they're pretty well, cool. You know, it's it's interesting too because you know I have kind of a different perspective when I pick my best of uh, list. Every you're not year. even really it, picking best of. You're picking like most unique. I think. Yeah, I'm picking unique, and I'm also thinking like, what do I look at, or what have my readers said that they're like, "Wow, that's cool." Yeah, that's interesting because it's different. Yeah, and that motivates me. I mean, if you're really looking for an official process, you can't beat the Halo Awards at the Cause Marketing Forum Conference. Um, but on Selfish Giving, we really try to pick the campaigns that are going to inspire you uh, with an A and uh, to do cause marketing and to try some of these things because I think yeah. there are so many incredible lessons. Yeah, well, and you have a nice and representation of different – yeah, different types of campaigns too. Although I will yeah. say the first one you picked, I was a little bit surprised by because it got mm-hmm. a lot of pushback. So tell us what that is. Well, it, the first campaign, uh, the headline on it is Uber Share Our Strength Team Up for 5 Million Meals. And I should say hashtag, hashtag. 5 million. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is was a great campaign that that they did, uh, you know, this past year and something that uh, uh, Uber users right within uh, the app were able to donate to share our strength. Which is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing. And it also, as I pointed out in my article, it violates Apple rules. Right. uh, Because, you know, they kind of went around and it really is a great example. Which is terrible. Yeah. Apple as an aside. Yeah, but Apple's kind of kind of get with the program. And one of the things, though, that I was really impressed by, I think, Megan, if Uber had only done this program this year, they wouldn't have been uh, uh, nominated for Best of Campaign. But what I was also, and I emphasize this in my remarks on it, is I was impressed with, by just the number of campaigns that Uber did this year. Right. Uh, they made a big com- commitment to finding uh, vets jobs. Uh, they made uh, a big commitment to finding homes for cats and dogs. They did this great promotion with Goodwill where they went by people's houses and picked up, you know, things that they wanted to donate and bring them back yeah, to. Super awesome. Uh, yeah, it, and bring them back to Goodwill. So they really did a good program. Now, the question that a lot of people, I think, have about Uber and something that you might be thinking about too, Megan, is, you know, is Uber's reputation tarnished enough? 
that they're using cost marketing to enhance their image. What do you right. think? Well, and I think that's what the pushback was. But I think to your point, they've been doing this all along. So it just, I think, was bad timing. This was one of their larger campaigns, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. So they put a lot behind it. And I think it was just poor timing because, every you know, there's all this bad PR coming out about Uber. Um, but, you know, to me... Is it is it valid? Are they trying to cover something up? You know what? I say no. And you know why? Because these campaigns take so flipping long to pull together. It's not like yeah. they just like shoved it together in two weeks. I guarantee you this has taken close to a year to, you know, from conception yeah. to execution to make happen. So it's not mm-hmm. like they were like, oh, no, we're getting bad press. Oh, let's do a partnership with Share Our Strength. Right. And Share Our Strength yeah. never would have stood for it if that's, if that's, that's right. the case. So that's right. anyway. Yeah. And I think, too, that one of the things that we all realize about Cosmic is it can help your reputation. It can give you that halo. But, but not if, you if you're trying real... to do it as a Band-Aid. No, and if you have real problems in your business, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not going uh, to help. You know, it's not going to make enough of a difference for you. Yeah, well, let's talk about the next one because this one actually I, I did not know about because I yeah, this was a, this is a great campaign. It's interesting. And uh, some po- folks from Omaha got back to me about it. Uh, oh, you know, asking about the <laughs> campaign, and and it involved um, the city of Omaha. Particularly, I think the Chamber of Commerce in Omaha it was really difficult to find directly who was responsible for this program there. And uh, the Payback Foundation, which is Peyton Manning's foundation to benefit Payback, children. Payback P E Y. Yeah. Yeah, P-E-Y, yep, B-A-C-K. And what um, what someone noticed, as I said, someone wicked smart in <laughs> Omaha noticed, was that uh, Peyton was saying a lo- Omaha a lot, you know, at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, they were like, wow, you know, this is a great opportunity for the, you know, for the city of Omaha to, for us to get some uh, recognition and to promote tourism and all these different things. So they pulled together about 17 companies. And they agreed to donate $500 to Manning's foundation each time he said Omaha. And by the time this was done, they had raised $70,000. That's pretty good. Yeah. And what I love about this campaign, it's about someone seeing an opportunity. Totally. Which is what it's all about, right? In the sense that people looking in the marketplace, looking in entertainment, looking in the media, and finding an opportunity that they can ride the wave. How often do we try to create things from scratch? Never. There's so much copycatting out there. Yeah, That's right. When we can ride someone else's wave. And this is a really good story. It is. And going into the AFC Championship game, uh, you know, it was a great thing to talk about. So I thought it was a wonderful campaign. It's very smart. I, 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 I said to someone in Omaha that it was very difficult to choose something involving uh, Peyton Manning <laughs> <laughs> because we're such rivals uh, here in Massachusetts. But in you did it. You did it. You yeah, put your I pride did, aside. Because it was the right thing to do. It was the right yeah. thing to but do. This well, was a, yeah, this was a great campaign. I also want to mention, and we haven't mentioned, I don't know how we haven't mentioned this yet, but all of th- this great post is on selfishgiving.com under blog. So yes, we'll right. link to it in the show notes, but you should also know that it's there. And um, yeah. if you follow Joe on Twitter, you've seen you've seen it. All right, moving yeah, on to the next one. You can also find it on SlideShare, too. There's a, oh, there's a short yeah. presentation that people can take advantage of. So the, the next one. And we uh, talked about, we've talked about this before on the show. So let's keep yeah. this one short. And it's kind of interesting. Is, is Kmart raising $22 million for St. Jude? And when this happened at the beginning of 2014, <laughs> I looked at it and we looked at it and yeah. said, uh, didn't happen. Something's going yeah. on. Someone <laughs> does a, a typo. But you know what? 
I was dead wrong yep. because Kmart had raised $22 million. And if, you know, the challenge I saw there that was that Kmart is a struggling retailer right now. I don't think anyone would deny that. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of challenges at the register. But one thing they obviously do very well is ask the customer to donate to St. Jude. Great cause, great ask, great employees, great customers. They raised $22 million. Well, and St. Jude also has that brand reach at this time of year. So that didn't hurt them. It's not like... I mean, I'm sure Kmart did do their own advertising and promotion, but you see St. Jude everywhere at that time of year. Yep. So it's um, it's a smart thing. And, you know, they implemented this technology at the register. So That's right. they didn't even have to rely on the cashiers. The cashiers did make the ask, but they didn't even have to rely on the cashier. If the cashier forgot, the they were still asked with the pin pad. Yep. So it's that's that's a big piece, too. And here's what I really like about this campaign. Even if you're a struggling company, you can still do cause marketing and do some good. Absolutely. And that's what we all have to remember is that regardless of what company we're in, what industry we're in, what we're doing, we can make a difference uh, through cause marketing, through companies participating in programs like this. And I think Kmart, it would have been easy for Kmart to sit back and say, you know what, we've got so many issues right now, we don't need to focus on this. But what they decided was to focus, focus on, on it, it yep. instead. Yeah. yeah. And they did a great job. Even companies like Facebook and Google are getting in on the bandwagon. Let's talk about the next one. Yeah, that's the next one. And this one is the uh, Facebook fights back with Stop Ebola. And I, I thought this came at kind of a critical time when people were very concerned about Ebola and the spread of Ebola, but not really doing anything about it. Right. And I really thought uh, Mark Zuckerberg's showed a lot of leadership in donating, first of all, a personal gift of $25 million to fight uh, Ebola, but then also using something he had done before, using a donate button on top of the Facebook news feed so that people could donate uh, to fight Ebola. And this went to a number of organizations. When did they do it before? Uh, they've, they've done it before. With, with Red a, Cross. Yeah, well, they actually, I think they did, it was, but it was when a typhoon struck the Philippines. Okay, yep, okay. That, that's where they had done it be, before. And I just thought it showed a lot of leadership that actually had been some grumbling that Silicon Valley wasn't stepping up in the fight against no, Ebola. <laughs> and, you know, Facebook stepped up in a big way. A couple of days later, uh, Google, Google stepped up, other Silicon Valley companies. So I thought this was a, a great example of cause marketing leadership. I agree. Yep. Here, yep. here. And it's yep. interesting that because um, Facebook is another one of those ones that's a little bit weird about accepting donations on their platform. So, yeah, that's right. Maybe this yeah. will move the needle for them a little bit. The next yeah. one, I think it was interesting that you hadn't heard of because I've known about this program for they've had it for years. Yeah, you know, so I, I talk about this about one. This from a wonderful Forbes writer, Helena Hovich, and she was writing about going into Lush and discovering this program herself in December. Hey, as and an aside, oh, have you ever ahead. been into Lush? No, I haven't. Oh, I love Lush. It oh, just really? smells so good. You have to go in. Just walk in someday. I'll have to get all, all my, my hand products now from right. Lush. I'm just right? telling you, you just have to, just have to <laughs> walk in. It's really amazing. All right. Aside, yeah. oh, aside over. They've also yeah. raised a lot of money for nonprofits. So, uh, yeah. So you can spend a lot of money there. Yeah. You can spend right. a lot of money there. I will say that. Yeah, but these uh, what these charity pots are is they're lotion um, in a container, and on the top of each container is a different charity. And I think right now they have like 380 charities that they're supporting. That's Megan. amazing. They've, but they've supported up to 600. Which is amazing. And you say yeah, in your post it's that a, they have three staff people, and I, I don't doubt it right. because that's, that's a lot right. of charities. It, 
That's right. And, you know, that really strikes me like, wow, this is an organization that's really making a commitment if they're putting staff people, if they're paying people yeah. to to manage this program, this one program. And you know what I love about this, too, and I wrote about this in my post, too, Megan, is I love that 100% of the proceeds yes. go back to the Amen. charities. Because, you know, ultimately, you know, percentage of sale programs or uh, purchase triggered programs, they attract the most controversy. I, and I don't know why more people don't do that because what happens, yeah. I think what happens is it's like when you have somebody that's like 20% of this, the sale of this product goes back to whatever you immediately, I don't know about you, you immediately do yeah. the math. You're like, yeah. uh, there's a $10, $2, you know, like it's, you're delaying the buying process because you're making people do math. I guess right. not everyone does that. But the other thing we yep. should mention about Lush is they're very environmentally focused and those pots you recycle, like you bring them back in and they oh, ref good. they refill it with, with products. So they're very environmentally friendly. And the other thing you point out in your post that I just love about this about this campaign and this initiative is that with these 300 nonprofits, this is not the American Red Cross and the American Heart Association. Right. These are teeny tiny little charities, which is right. awesome because that's a big lift for them. Yeah. No, Love and it. that's what they say is they look for organizations that need that lift. Yeah. And Good they're pick. looking for organizations that are with revenues, um, you know, less than uh, $500,000. And one of the things I didn't think we mentioned is in the time they've since they've created this program in 2007, they've raised $6 million. That's a lot. Yep. So that's a lot of money. Especially for, for like especially that. for something like that. That's not that's product based versus consumer donation based. So just yep. just saying people. I mean, yeah. technically it is consumer. Yeah, whatever. Let's not get into the semantics. But really, they're not asking for a dollar at the register. This is a product. So. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, one of the things I love about this, too, and I recommend it to businesses, too, is like, isn't this great, though, that Lush has something that they can designate and say, this is the way we support charity. Yeah, this is it. Here so it instead is. of creating it's not hard to understand. You don't have to right. do math. That's right. That's right. So in the, in the long run, I bet it's better for them. It probably, I agree. I don't know. I, like I said, originally, I don't know why more companies don't do it. Let's move on to the next one. Your yep. favorite thing, Frosties from Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Frosties from Wendy's. I, they I are really good. They're to, really good. To, to Wendy's more often than in the past year, simply because. Whatever. Such a, yeah. Since a good wonderful excuse. job with with their uh with their cause marketing this year. And you know what's interesting about this campaign is and this is the Dave Thomas uh Foundation for Adoption and Wendy's uh the fast serve chain. And what's interesting about this is Dave Thomas, you know, he died, you know, in early 2000, I think, and uh he himself was adopted. He started this foundation 10 years early in 1992. But there really wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of connection between Wendy's and the Dave Thomas Foundation. Yes, they did things. They did fundraisers and stuff like that. But last year, Wendy's said, we need to do more for this foundation. And I think they obviously recognized the benefits of doing more with the foundation. So they do more fundraisers. They're raising more money for the organizations. They uh, have a uh, a, a uh, adoption hub on their website now uh, that people can go to to learn more about adoption and they've involved the uh, the foundation in their advertising which I think is great and so you know they're really doing a lot of different things uh, to work with a cause well yeah and this has really made a giant difference I ironically I didn't even tell you this Joe but we talked to Robin Campbell from Wendy's or I'm sorry for Dave Thomas Foundation this week and she said 
last year, the key tag program where they sell a key tag and then you get like free frosties for, mm-hmm. I don't know, a ridiculous a long amount of time yep. um, in exchange for, I think, $5. So I think mm-hmm. last year it raised, I think it was $300,000. It was definitely way under a million. This year it raised $3.2 million because of wow. this effort. Yeah. yeah. So they, I mean, they have other programs as well that are all centered around the frosties that, mm-hmm. um, I believe their other their other Halloween program again centered around the frosty raised four million dollars this year. But you're right. The, the the point of this post that you point out is spot on. That mm-hmm. by making it a more concerted effort, it really moved the needle for them this year. Yeah, and you know what I think too. It really reflects too how businesses are dipping themselves in cause. You know, in the sense that they're really that's finding almost, that's ways. almost a pun on the frosty, you know. That's right, absolutely. You know what I mean? So which is my favorite thing after a frosty is a dip from Dairy Queen, to be quite honest. Are with you serious? Another great cause. That is wrong. Yeah. That is too much that is too much. <laughs> that's too much to dairy. Too much ice cream. <laughs> but uh but you know, I think they did a great job. And you know, one of the things I wanted to emphasize about this too, and I loved the quote I got from the marketing VP at um at Wendy's, and he said uh, to the New York Times, he said, it's very important that people know that there's more to you than just selling cheeseburgers to make a buck. Exactly. Amen to that. Right? Well, but then he went on to say to Megan, let me just read the second half. He says, we're not, settling, we're not setting out to grow our sales by 5% by doing this. But this is a great cause and people will think more favorably of our brand. So maybe we'll win in the tiebreaker. And I think what that <laughs> reflects is so much realism. Don't you think about like, yeah. look, cause is a piece of the marketing. But it's, but it's not sti- okay. But all, it's still, you know, I think that yes, that's true, and I believe that's an authentic statement. However, you don't sell free frosties and expect people to come in and only buy the frosty. Like they're clearly doing that, so they get some bounce back when people come back yep. in and buy. Maybe they buy two frosties, or you know, or no, that doesn't make sense. Maybe they buy a frosty yep. and a fry. You know, that's revenue they wouldn't have had because people. It's foot traffic or drive-through traffic, if you will. Well, that's a good Two point Wendy's. because I bought a frosty because of this. You you, know? you buy lots of frosties. Well, uh, you know, you're just like, using I, it as an I, I excuse. You're the exception. <laughs> anyway, the other thing we should point out about that campaign is just that the fact that adoption is not sick kids or puppies. I mean, it, it's it's a it's an off issue, but it's an important issue, and they've kind of adopted it as their own. And it not there is another yeah. pun for you, but it, it makes sense for them. Yeah, next, no, let's, let's talk about the next one because it's from my neck of the woods. Yep. The new, uh, drink for a cause during Negroni week. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. And what this was was uh, Imbibe Media out of and Campari America. Out of Portland. Are they both of these? Uh, Imbibe and, is. And, I don't know about Campari. Yeah. And what they did, they did this incredible promotion. What I really liked about it is they did it with like over 1,300 bars and restaurants, uh, Megan, in 18 countries and 46 U.S. states. And basically what it was is when you bought a drink, a dollar or two from that drink went to the nonprofit that the bar or restaurant chose to support. And it raised – $120,000 $120,000 this year compared to $10,000. Which is which is amazing because you see this stuff all the time, but it doesn't raise yeah. money like $120,000. So it's really that power and numbers piece yeah, is really I, impressive. 18 I love countries. The local angle of it. Yeah, I love the local angle of it. And I love, too, 
how the partners in this got behind it with uh, website, uh, print advertising, online ads, and social media. There were, you know, were nearly 5,000 posts on Instagram using uh, the Negroni Week uh, hashtag, more than 15,000 on Twitter, and thousands more on Facebook. So it was just a, a really good promotion. I think all the partners in it, including these small bars and restaurants, did a great job doing their end of the work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so this is a great program. I love it. All right, yeah. next one, because this is the one I'm just, I have to call you about uh, on radio here. Yep. You are the only person that I know in my Facebook feed that made yep. a donation to ALS Foundation and did not actually do the Ice Bucket Challenge. So what's That's up right. with that? <laughs> well, they, uh, I did it very early on. And I know you did. The option. They said you can either donate or it, you that can. That is the option. Water. But and everyone like, does oh. both. I know, you know Except what I mean? You. So, but that's what I'm paying for. I was Slacker. like, I'm paying for not to do it. So, but this promotion, which involved a convenience store chain here in New England uh, called Farms. And, you know, it was kind of interesting with the Ice Bucket Challenge, Megan, because I really thought, like, you know, that that companies were going to kind of come out of the woodwork and do stuff uh, cause marketing related. And I don't know whether it was because everyone was kind of surprised by the, you know, the growth of the ice bucket challenge. Of course, many companies participated with their employees right? and they should be their CEOs or their, yes, absolutely. But in terms of the tactical promotional stuff that Mm, you and I often talk about, we didn't see much. So Cumberland farms, you know, this is not a sophisticated program. This is Cumberland Farms donating 20 cents from every bag of ice sold at its 600 stores. That's pretty smart, though. I mean, I, yeah. I, when I saw it, I was like, I think I actually saw it on your blog. I, I was like, oh, that's that's smart. Easy, yeah. smart. Why not? I mean, yeah. yeah and they raised 54,000 bucks. And you and, know and, what? In probably a very short amount of time, I would wager. A very short amount of time. And, you know, it's interesting, too. Even when other uh, chains like Tesco, uh, got involved in it. That's a UK supermarket chain. When they got involved in it, and they're a huge organization, they didn't raise as much as Cumberland really? Farms. Oh, so I was really impressed like, by how much they had raised and stuff like that. And it goes to show you, too, just how many people here in the States like ice. doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always said the biggest thing with the Ice Bucket Challenge is the fact in terms of it starting and growing. Of course, it started here in Massachusetts where all good things start. And, uh, you know, that program grew because we really had a hot, dry summer here in New England. Mm. And that helped. I'm uh, sure. And, because, you know, if it had been rainy and cool, people no. don't want to pour water over themselves. No. That was the perfect storm of goodness right there. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that goes to that. So that's speaking, cool. of, speaking of goodness, this next one we've also talked about yep. on the show. And I think we've done an entire episode on it, so we shouldn't go right. into it too much. That's right. But it is a, it's, a, it's a good hoax, as you point it's out. It's a good hoax. And, you know, I think there is some debate about this one out there we'll among say, people. Say what I, it is. Yeah, and well, well, it's, it's, this is called the, the uh, promotion was the Miracle Machine. And the Miracle Machine said that it could turn – Water into wine in three days. It was, these, was it, it was Kickstarter, right? It was kick, It was a Kickstarter program, but remember they did all, and I have this all on my site, folks. It, you know, there was a video and oh, it yeah. showed two wine industry experts talking about the product and how it worked and stuff like that. And it that. was like a $500 product. That's right. And then someone uh, from Business Insider picked up on the story. It got in one publication and it ended up in over 600 publications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it was read over a half a million times. Now, here's the kicker to this program, if you're not familiar with this one, folks, is two weeks after this, 
they announced that the miracle machine was a hoax, that there was no way to turn water into wine, but there was a way to turn wine into water. And that was the work of an organization by that same name in California. And that's where kind of everything exploded, right? In terms of people saying, what? And I think some people felt J- like, jilted. Yeah, yeah, they felt like, you know, that, that, that they had been scammed. And I think a lot of people, though, came away knowing a lot more about wine to water. And I know that in terms of looking at the impact on me, I've written about wine to water. Half I was a dozen just going to say that I've, I've spoken time. about it. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, included and, and it as well. So the miracle machine for me worked. I think well, it, I think it absolutely did work. I think there, I think there was some, um, question as to how the follow-up went as far as like, how do you, and, and it might just have been, like the bait and switch thing makes this hard, but like, what's the follow up with all those people? Cause there were tons of people who had signed up to watch the Kickstarter program. What's right. the follow up with those people to kind of engage them on a deeper level. So that's, I think the only, the only lesson there is like, how do you, if you're going to do a bait and switch, just make sure you're really sure and, how you're going to what the, what the aftermath is as far as engaging them with, and the, I with think the charity. Too, like, I think what's important here too is, is taking responsible risk, but take some risks. Absolutely. And that's yeah. That's why I love that campaign. Yet. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's smart. It's I think it's a good story. story. Yeah. So that All was right. a go. Last one. Last one. Uh, Blue Moon Brewing and Americans for the Arts, uh, right in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Blue Moon is a craft brewer. Americans for the Arts is a nonprofit, of course. And why I highlighted this one, Megan, is because we all know that it's absolutely positively impossible for arts organizations to do cause marketing. Can't raise a dime. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad no one said that to Blue Moon <laughs> in America for the Arts because they had this wonderful program by the Dumbo Bridge in Brooklyn where they did like an art installation where they raised this, you know, this, this, uh, this moon. moon Right. Based on people's tweets and retweets. And every time people use social media, Blue Moon would donate five dollars and they ended up donating four thousand dollars to the Americans for the Arts. And, you know, here's the crazy thing about this cause marketing. Not only can arts organizations do cause marketing, Megan, but they can do it when they involve art. Yeah, no, Just I think imagine. it's well, and not only that, Joe. You, it's it's also this online offline piece. I love about this campaign as well because so often you see cause campaigns sort of relegated to the halls of Facebook and Twitter, and that's it. And this is a campaign that takes an art installation, which makes a whole lot of sense. It's real life moon raising in the sky and people look at it and go, what the heck is that? I just love that online offline piece because it's, you know, if I'm tweeting, I sure as heck want to see that moon moving. I just think it's cool. I think it's cool. And you know, what I wanted to do is, is anyone out there who thinks they can't do cause marketing. I want them to look at a campaign like this and say, no, I can do cause marketing. I may not raise $22 million a year like St. Jude does from Kmart, but that doesn't mean I can't work with businesses to raise money. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent post. Check it out on selfishgiving.com. 
Yeah, we have a lot of examples there. There's a lot of links to if you're interested in kind of developing your own program, I, I, I try to give you some resources too. And I also have links too, and I think people would enjoy this, Megan, to um, at least the past three years of best cause marketing promotions here on selfish giving. Uh, so they can see lots of examples of cause marketing promotions that I've liked in the past. And of course, all of this is available on Pinterest too, of course. as Pinterest boards so that people can check that out. Love Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we have actually come to the end of our time. I know you all listening are very, very sad, but Joe and I have managed to fill not even 20 minutes. We've managed to fill 30 minutes, just the two of us chatting. So you talk so much, man. I know it's mostly me. You just have to turn me off, turn down my mic. But anyway, we will come back next week with a fantastic interview. Joe's just told you where he can find, you can find all about this great post, best cause marketing promotions of 2014 on selfishgiving.com as well as his Pinterest page. You can find out more about our halo award winners from the cause marketing forum at causemarketingforum.com. You can also find us on Twitter at tweet CMF. I am personally on Twitter at Megan Strand. Joe is on Twitter at Joe waters, and you can find cause talk radio on stitcher smart radio, as well as iTunes. We do encourage you to leave us a review. If you like this, show if you've liked any show yes, you've listened please. to please leave us a review it's super helpful on itunes we'll buy you a frosty we'll buy you a frosty we'll buy you a year's <laughs> worth of frosty can we say that on air are we bribing sure. people for reviews <laughs> it's for a good cause it's all for a good That's cause right. so thanks so much for joining us for this episode of cause talk radio and we'll see you next time 